Hi, welcome to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system, and L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Hello and welcome to the AIM for NIL show. Today we are talking. I am with my good partner and good friend, David Gregory. David, how you doing? Good. How you doing, Trent? Good. I am Trent Clark and I am your host <laughs> of the AIM for NIL. We are all about DIY NIL education. This is do-it-yourself NIL education because there are tons of things that you can learn out there and be working on your own NIL deals without agency without representation. AIM is an NIL agency and education firm headed by my good friend, President David Gregory, and myself, Trent Clark. And so we're thrilled to bring you a little knowledge on the NIL space. So excited to get into this today, David. We got lots to cover. Yeah, it's, it's, a, full, it's a full plate, as they say. And let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's lead with lines today. The headlines of the NIL deals, and there are tons of things out there. I'm going to start with the highest paid teams and colleges out there because this came out based on the actionnetwork.com on the highest paid football programs per NIL, which gave an average an average valuation per team with Texas A&M coming in at 85000 per player. And we remembered back from spring, Coach Saban and Jumbo Fisher had a little spat in the media about how much money's going in. And by the way, Alabama is a lowly number five at 52,000 per student athlete on the football team, with Michigan at number two at 65, Oklahoma 64, and Georgia 56 to round out that top five. And so obviously premier football programs. I mean, what do you, you think that's misleading? You think that's pretty interesting? What do you think of that? Well, I think it's interesting. What I'd really be interested to know is not just what the average is, but what the median is. And again, I, I hate to go back to math class, but average is if there's 100 players on a team, we take all their deals and then we divide it by 100 and we get an average. To get a median, we would find a figure where 50 players are above that median and 50 players are below that, that median. My guess is because of the nature of football that it is skewing heavily towards quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, maybe some edge guys, superstars, maybe getting more like 150 or 200,000. And then guys at less glam, you know, at uh, glamorous positions like offensive center that I used to play <laughs> or, or guys that just, again, not glamorous positions lower down on the depth chart are probably getting more like 10 or 20 or 30,000 would be a guess. But that's why it'd be nice to see the median to really know what's going on. Yeah, I think that, and we have a client, right, over at Michigan, and 
my, you know, if I, I don't think I'm speaking out of school to say as a, as a red shirt freshman, I don't think he's reached that number just yet. And he is in the trenches on the offensive and defensive line. So you know, yep. not, not unaccustomed to that space over there. I don't think the long snapper has a $1 million deal over there at, at Michigan or any other school just yet, but Hey, who knows? You know, you got Dicker, the kicker who's, who's kicking butt in the NFL and, and these people are doing some personal branding things that are really coming out of the woodwork, which gives me a lot of hope for athletes everywhere. Well, it's what was the average at Michigan again, Trent? 65,000. 65,000. So what I will say is we know some guys that are lower on the depth chart, not necessarily saying, or, or younger guys, you know, they're doing 15 or 20, maybe maybe a little bit more. So so maybe then you could look at that, maybe the upper echelon is maybe, you know, maybe more like 100 or something. And you probably got one or two outliers, like I'm sure J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum deservedly so are killing it. Yeah. But that's the story again of a lot of sports. You got a you got a few glamour positions, the guys that score touchdowns or baskets. And then the guys and gals who play less glamorous positions get a little less. Let's pivot off the big school market and realize that NIL I think really is for everybody. And what what I love about I've talked about this a lot. I love that NIL combines my three favorite things athletics, education, and entrepreneurship. And hustlers make money in this game. You know, we we had a call with a, a young man who has 85, 85 NIL deals out of, you know, Nichols State. You know, it's, it's some of these smaller schools. It's incredible to hear where people are at. And so when you look at this, here's one of the headlines here. As Adidas gets into the game to expand the college football print with basketball, with NIL, but they're partnering with 15 female student athletes to recognize Title IX on the 50th anniversary. They they started there. And so now we're back into this game with the college players. So you're seeing like, hey, there's different things for celebrating the the, the 50th anniversary of Title IX, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it really, I don't think people could imagine where women's athletics has come in 50 years. And, you know, Title IX was a landmark legislation that essentially said, you know, in higher education and other public services, women had to be on par on opportunity basis with men. And and one area where it got the most attention was athletics. So women's athletics are booming, rightly so. And we've said this before, Trent, if you take away football out of the mix, women athletes are doing far better in NIL on average than their male counterparts. So and I think that's a function of a few things, but one being in general, women are more adept and more adept and more active on average than their male counterparts on social media, more skilled at it. So I think that's part of the reason that they're getting tremendous opportunities. Again, take out football, women are killing it. Well, Better than the- when you talk about that equality issue, so people really realize that female models have outperformed male models forever, right? Like Claudia Schiffer and, you know, Cindy Crawford. And you just go down the list of the superstar supermodels and millions and millions of dollars. And last time I looked, Tom Brady's wife was had a higher valuation and of rear net worth than he did. And, you know, we all know her as a supermodel. And, but most people know her in the sports world as Tom Brady's wife, but she had a great career prior to being his wife, still has. And it's amazing. And so when you see this kind of NIL space, which is an epitome of name, image, likeness in the modeling world, right? I, I think the female athletes are going to do great. Well, they are doing great. And 
that troubles me sometimes where NIL gets so much criticism and it's, well, it's the Wild West. Well, it's ruining college sports. Well, this, well, that. Well, quite, well, quite frankly, female athletes, women athletes are doing excellent at NIL. They're getting tremendous financial opportunities, education, skill development that they never would have had before. And in fact, until we opened up this market, we didn't realize how valuable the, the female athlete influencer market was. And that's a good thing. Yeah. No, and I think it's a, it's a very interesting space. So here's another good headline. Wiz Khalifa, obviously a very popular artist in the space, has developed Wiz Khalifa's Taylor Gang Entertainment as he's entered the space to endorse 25 different athletes and deals to promote Khalifa's 45-minute beatdown on their Instagram account. So he's using them to double okay, them. I got to ask, what is the 45-minute beatdown? Do we know? Well, I, I should know that, but I got to tell you. Okay, I, all right, I, all right. Well, I'll go look it up. Hey, you should go look it up at home. 45-minute beatdown. I don't know if that's a Wiz Khalifa workout. I don't know what that is. But I got to <laughs> tell a fight you that, bit? Is it a fight video or something? Who knows? Anyway. Yeah. So I got to tell you that, I, you know, I'll have to look this up right away. But meanwhile, while I'm doing that, I mean, it's really cool to see some of the names. Players, not all for certainly frontline, you know, most popular name players, but players out of Jackson State, New Mexico, Washington, Temple, Texas A&M Commerce, Delaware State, Sam Houston State, Florida A&M. I mean, really, and certainly a number of them, Texas A&M, New Mexico, Louisiana, Notre Dame, North Carolina, I mean, some of the big schools as well. So it's a pretty dynamic group of representation. And I think maybe one or two from the same school, but primarily really picked kids out of different schools, one representative out of that university. So pretty diverse way to do that. And, and obviously going after a, a niche in the market. And I wonder, and I'd love to have Wiz on to talk about like, why did he choose these kids? Was this space because they're workout kids or whatever his initiative? Like, I'm, I, I'd love to know some of the thinking behind that, but seems like a really cool initiative. So Wiz, we're inviting Wiz Khalifa to come on and talk about why he selected these athletes and to explain his 45 minute beatdown, which I'm fascinated by. Yeah, the interesting thing here is some big schools, some Notre Dames, and but then you've got some HBCUs, some historically black colleges and universities, some FCS or Division One AA schools, some Division II schools in Texas A&M Commerce. I mean, that's fascinating to me. And it, and it goes to show that NIL is for everybody. It can be DIY. You, you, know, you can start on your own getting deals. If you have a following, if you have a niche online, there are brands that are going to want to connect with your following, with your audience. And they're going to find you. And the fact that you play athletics, even if it's not at the highest level, does mean you probably have a higher engagement level than other forms of influencers. So there's opportunities there. And uh, not just for the big guys or the big girls. It's for the smaller schools, too. That's great. Pretty excited about this next headline from Bella Rasmussen. Bella is the first female player, high school player. With an NIL deal. In mid-October, Bella Rasmussen made high school, high school history. High school football? High school football history when she became the first girl to score two touchdowns on a varsity football game. Fast forward nine weeks later, and the Laguna Beach High senior is making history 
as the first football player to land a NIL deal. Now, you and I both know that now I think we're up to 15 high school states allow NIL high school, California being one of those states that has amateur status for collegiate athletes, and you can have that in NIL for those states. So being in California, yes, super excited about her getting an NIL deal with Kiwi Sky app. So very cool that you see this now bleeding into the high school level and some real mind-blowing opportunities. Yeah, it's not just disguised recruiting or disguised pay for play. I mean, these are historic achievements. The first female high school football player to score two touchdowns in a in a varsity game. The first female football player in high school to get an NIL deal. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity that wouldn't have exi- existed before. Let me All see right, one other. I hate to be the the fact check department, Trent, but this just in: it's twenty two states that have high school Ooh. NIL. Nice. Pennsylvania and Tennessee just came online and more are coming soon. Nice. Okay. Very good. 22. So as we look at the next headline, we see that three major record labels are going after the influencers in TikTok. This is, we see common. We know a lot of athletes that, that we've looked at that have considered signing with us. We've gone into their accounts. They do a lot of cool the dance work and they got the music in the background. Well, now Warner Music Group, UMG Recordings and Sony Music are looking at this vast audio library that's been taxed and now they're using it, which is restricted to personal non-commercial use. And people in our TikTok are using it certainly for commercial utilization some. So they are looking hard at that, dying to know where that crossover lies. I mean, if they're not endorsing a product and just having on fun online. Is that okay? But if they got 2 million followers and that's generating those followers, it could be generating revenue. Is that a source? I'm wondering where this line legally draws. I think you just identified it actually right on the money. I'll put my lawyer hat back on. I wasn't an intellectual property lawyer, but I I did play one on television. No, I I am a lawyer, but again, reasonable use. If it's again, for purely personal, non-commercial, if you're not putting it out and getting paid for putting it out or, or somehow your content is, is basically free or non-sponsored, then they're going to leave you alone. But you start, you start making a little bit of money and popping your head up. They're going to try to, you know, shave it off. And yeah. I think the big, the big record companies, they ruined the fun for everybody. They ruined, what was that back in the day? Napster or whatever. Yep. But, yep. you know, I mean, it is intellectual property. I think people forget that. I think, you know, with sampling and everything, I think this generation thinks that, well, we could just copy everything. And, and the reality is it, it is someone's intellectual property. So you have to be conscious of that. Yes. You yes. could get sued. So that's why you should have a limited liability company. Yeah, we're going to transition to that next. Good segue. But before we do that, let's finalize three things. Coach Prime, Lee's Jackson State, heads to Colorado. A lot of people very excited about Coach Prime heading into the Pac-10. Give me, give me your impression of Coach Prime so far. Well, yeah, it's you know Coach Deion Sanders, and we remembered him as primetime Sanders as a player. He was flashy. He was on the vanguard of athletes branding themselves with Brian Bosworth and others. And I think people, older people, thought he was ruining sports back then. What I find fascinating now is he went to Jackson State, had tremendous success. I think he's 12-0 and with one more game, historically black college and university in Mississippi. So people are accusing him of selling out. But you know, He is a new school coach on the surface and NIL and transfer portal and brand yourself and, 
develop yourself and uh, draw attention to yourself. Kids love it, but he's got old school values. There's yeah. a, his speech that he, the first speech he gave to his team at Colorado. I suggest people, if you're interested, listen to it. It's old school. It's like my coach is Buck Nystrom back in the day, my way or the highway. You know, there's going to be accountability. Character counts. If you're not good enough, you're not going to stay. I mean, like he might have NIL on the surface, but down deep, he's old school, man. He's like Vince Lombardi. Yeah, and I, I thought that was, you know, really, I mean, if, if I would have shut off all the video and all the hype, you know, could I have been listening to Vince Lombardi right there with the old adage of, you know, hey, listen, it's my way or the highway. I'm coming for you right now. And listen, this is this is my expectations. Meet him or move on. You know, and it was yeah, like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. No gray matter. Yeah, it sounds like a heavy hand. And I mean, yet he knows what it takes. He knows what's required of him. His expectations are high. I, I think it certainly appears there's a genuine care for these kids. He wants to see everybody succeed and he thinks he has a way to do that. And if kids are going to think that, Hey, well, I don't know if you're really interested in that way for me and I'm going to do it this way. I don't think that's going to be okay for him. I mean, I, I think he's got a formula and you're going to have to fall into the, to the coach prime formula. And, and he sees it as a way to be successful and, you know, that's not so uncommon from the 1978 coach who's like, when I say jump, you, you say how high, man. <laughs> One thing I'll, I'll focus on, as he said, you know, people at this university and this town and your parents and the fan base have been putting up with what the product that's been put out on this field for the last 20 years. And, you know, we're not going to put up with it anymore. Yeah. These people who support this program and support you deserve better, is what he said. Yeah. And we, you and I remember when Colorado kind of came out of nowhere in the late 80s, early 90s and became a national powerhouse on par with Notre Dame at the time, or they were maybe the Alabama or Georgia or Clemson of their day. And yeah. now they're totally off the radar screen. So they could get back there. Sure. But it's not just about you, it's about all these people that support you. They deserve better. Well, I, I think that's any kind of good message when you're trying to create unity to a team. I think the first thing that it is, is that it's not about you. And in a very environment that says, hey, NIL, you're a brand ambassador, you, you, you. And then the kids start thinking. You get a brand deal. You get a brand deal. Yeah. Me, <laughs> me, I, I is what can I get? What's in it for me? And I think all of us, when we're looking at a job or we're looking at an opportunity or what we might study. It's, Hey, how's this going to serve me? Am I going to be able to care for my family? Am I going to be able to make enough money to buy a house? And is this going to be good for me? And so there is some of that selfish effort, but as you get to a team, we realize that, Hey, what's good for me is good for everybody. And we're all trying to do this together. And I think he's really landed that really well. Let's talk to a, oh, and by the way, like I did see the video and some tour of that facility, like those facilities are unbelievable. And, you know, college athletes are definitely going to look at this and go, wait a minute, coach prime with these things. I think his land on maybe he didn't say it out loud, but certainly an undertone of entitlement, like, Hey, these people have all done this for you. What are you doing for them? They've created this environment and you're not doing them very well. And I thought that was a really like strong message that I picked up. But let's talk to another strong coach who unfortunately passed this week, Mike Leach. 
pretty sudden death, 61 years old, pretty young yes. guy, a lot of impact in the college coaching rank. Well, yeah, his autobiography was Swing Your Pirate Sword. And he was maybe not the inventor, but the popularizer of the so-called air raid offense. Very unorthodox approach to offense and a very unorthodox approach to coaching. He is not Coach Prime. He would wax poetic on any subject under the sun. I think actually football bored him. Like he had mastered football and he would talk in his press conferences about everything but football. Just a very eclectic renaissance man, if you will. Didn't talk coach speak. Very refreshing, very influential. And and I got a breath of fresh air, fun. You know, Dion, Coach Prime is fun in a way. And Coach Leach, the pirate, he's fun in his own way. And then Nick Saban, who I admire a great deal, he's not really a lot of fun. So, you know, you got to have some fun guys. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's hard because I think, you know, I think that about Coach Saban, like uh, he's very serious, right? He's very process oriented. And, and most yeah. people know that I coach with Coach Saban at Michigan State. And, but, you know, I think his fun is at the end of the year when you end up the winner, you know, like he's like, hey, the fun is like, look at our celebration of all of our success, right? And, uh, and of course. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to work and do the process all over again. But yeah, yeah I, he's very serious. I think he's lightened up yeah. a little bit over the years, a little. I think so too. I think he has. But, but Mike, Mike Leach really is it's a tremendous loss as, as, you know, obviously to his family and to his team. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just wish there were more, more coaches willing to not do coach speak and be themselves and not be afraid to be themselves like Coach Prime, who's still with us, yep. and like Mike Leach. Very different. But they do them. They're not trying to be anybody else. And I think both of them have t- taken criticism for that. Right. Like, yeah. you know, that's not the way you're supposed to be. You know, you're, we see you as this. I'm like, well, this is, uh, the, this is, the, SEC. This is the SEC. <laughs> this is serious football. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's funny that, you know, people ask you to jump into their box and their narrative. And I don't know if those coaches ever really did that. So very cool. Lastly, Hey, you're a local team here as a Grand Rapids team. We've got the GLIAC. uh title champions, Ferris State University headed to another national title game. Talk to me about that. Yeah, oh, Ferris State University up in Big Rapids, they just won in the National Division II semifinals. It was their fourth straight Final Four in Division II football. They lost in a national championship three seasons ago. They won the national championship last season, and they're going back to the national championship game this coming Saturday. Coach Tony Anise is having an incredible run up there at Ferris State. And, you know, he was a high school coach just a few short years ago yeah. over at Muskegon High School. Yeah. Built up a tremendous record, and he's built up a tremendous record. They're, they're the Alabama of uh, or Georgia of Division II right now. Yeah. And the GLIAC, you mentioned, it's it's the SEC of Division II with so many good schools in our conference in our state. Yeah, that is the Great Lakes, I think, Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, GLIAC. Yeah. Uh, a yeah, good yeah. friend of ours used to be the AD up at Grand Valley State University and Tim Selgo. And, and of course, the former Grand Valley State University National Championship coach was not only LSU's. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Yeah, Brian, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, CMU. Started at Grand Valley. I, I played against Coach Kelly in his first year as a head coach. So I think I helped him get a start. I felt bad for him. So we you know we let him win yeah, his first great. year as a, as, a, as a head coach in 1991. And well, you could see you his know. future. That was good. Yeah, I, I feel I feel very I feel you know I played a small part in his success and I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get those wins. And I wanted him to start off right. So you know, I'm sure he's thanking you down at LSU with that. Contract. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Are there any checks come your way from that from that gratitude? 
Let me know. Not, not yet, but I'm hopeful. <laughs> Stay hopeful. <laughs> All right, really good. Okay, so one of the things, let's pivot to the athletes out there today in the NIL world. Let's talk about NIL education. Let's talk about you do it yourself. Long time at AIM, we have proclaimed any athlete, any sport, any level can make up to $1,000 or more per month. We believe and declare, and we actually educate on the MRR model, monthly recurring revenue model. And as athletes, you're learning business. And in business, one of the first things you're going to want to do, because you are getting in the NIL space, is get an LLC. David, talk to me why that's so important. Well, LLC stands for a limited liability company. You could also do a corporation, but LLCs are generally easier. And it really is just, you form a business entity. It has a legal existence independent of you as an individual. And the money and your income do flow through that company. and You get taxed at the individual level, which is a benefit. I'm not going to go into the accounting reasons, but maybe the biggest benefit is if someone sues you and you lose a claim, God forbid, they can only go after the assets that you have in that limited liability company. They can't go after your car that you hold in your personal name or some stocks you hold in your personal name or your parents' assets. And it it protects you from liability. It limits your liability to just the business when you're doing business. And when you're doing business, you've got to have a business to protect yourself. No, I think that's brilliant. And for people that do not know, and we educate this all the time, David and I in the past seven days have both sat down with agency clients of ours at AIM and said, hey, let me help you and walk through this right over Zoom, screen share, go down your LLC, file online, and under five minutes, they are clicking the button, pay here. And in the state of Michigan, that is $50. And now they are going to be established within three to five business days. They're going to receive a letter that says, here is your state identification number for your limited liability corporation or company. And with that, then you can go on the federal website and get a free EIN, an employee identification number, which or is taxpayer, by that business. Or a taxpayer ID number, some people call it. That's right. Or a taxpayer ID, often referred to as a taxpayer ID. And that ID allows for you to file your federal and state and local taxes every year. So you will need that number. That number will stay with your business for eternity. And it just stays with that business. It can't be like, oh, I'm starting another company, but I want to use this ID. It's very specific to that company and that brand. And that becomes... Here, just stop you there, just briefly. Sorry to interrupt your flow, but you create the LLC. In fact, our conversation will last longer than it takes to create an LLC. I just did it with a client yesterday. He said, hey, we got to get some time together to do that. I go, hey, you got five minutes right now? Are you in front of your computer? Let's do it. We did it. I go, you're going to get your number back in a few days. Then when you get your number back, we're going to go to irs.gov. We're going to go to the EIN section, and I'm going to have you fill it out. And then you're going to get in an email PDF, your EIN, your taxpayer ID number back in about five minutes again. It's that simple. And then then you can go where? To the bank and get a bank account. And then you're a business. I mean, you're a business right when you file. But I mean, it's three steps, dot, dot, dot. You are in business. Now, not only do you have a business, you are in business when you open that checking account and ready to receive funds, ready to pay any expenses. All those make contracts, make contracts in the name of your business instead of you personally. For sure. By the way, any 
NIL athlete, I, I would highly recommend that not one agreement should go into your personal name, but into a LLC or into a entity that is a business entity that gives you that layer of protection that you that, own, that you own. That's right. And David mentioned that, and that is going to be absolutely critical. And, you know, before you do any NIL deal with your university, the NCAA does require that you report to a compliance officer your agreement. So this is not, you know, when everyone goes, oh, it's the wild, wild west. Someone's going to pay me, you know, a million dollars to show up in my bathing suit somewhere. Like that's not exactly accurate and it's not happening tomorrow. Someone can offer that to me, but I am going to do an agreement inside my LLC. I've got my taxpayer identification number that's going to be filed under. I am going to be Giving my bank account, I'm going to give them my bank account information so they can pay me. Bank account information, they can put the funds directly into my account. But before that, I am going to have that approved by my college or university compliance officer, which sometimes takes up to a week or two weeks by typical college standards, depending on how many they're looking at. And they're going to say, yes, we approve of this. And that's fine. And once you have that approval, you can go out and do your deal. So these are not, you know, quick anything goes kind of deals. There is a lot of compliance regulation and boundaries there, which, you know, disproves again, this wild, wild west theory. There are some challenges. I I think people get tied up to the wild, wild west because it's changing face of of, of the things. I would maybe equate it more to a gold rush that people are looking at the dream and saying, wow, I really want to go hard and desire after that. And I'm looking... I might just sell my things and pack up my wagon and head west and see what I can strike gold because this sounds like real opportunity. I think that is very feasible. But I mean, this is not shoot them, rob them. This is not, there's a lot of rules in place here. Again, and we've talked a lot about that, but there are a lot of things that set that standard and keep things on online and on point. Well, you're exactly right. Quite frankly, there's state law, there's NCAA regulations, there's school policies. Quite frankly, there's a lot more regulation, a lot more, I guess, guardrails in place than people realize or acknowledge or want to talk about. And, you know, there are rules that it really can't be a recruiting inducement. There really has to be an exchange of value. Is there a cop on the beat enforcing that? There probably needs to be a little bit more of that. I'll I'll agree with that. But your, your average DIY NIL student athlete doing a deal with, well, let's say the gal, a gal at Texas AM Commerce Division II school doing the Wiz Khalifa deal, she is going to have to turn that into the compliance department. Yeah. They are going to take a week to turn that around. They are going to make sure it doesn't violate state law, school policy, NCAA policy, and then they're going to say, go ahead. Now, that there are some rules of the road, and I just think it's not appreciated. Yeah, and I think that's, that's exactly it. And if those rules are violated or something else transpires, and we've seen that. There was an NIL deal very early in, in the process last fall, right after it was approved in July. I believe the rapper Master P, his son, received a $2 million NIL endorsement deal at Tennessee State. Pretty small, mid-major kind of conference there that they play in. And, and it wasn't a like-like deal by the compliance issuance standards. So they were concerned like, hey, when things are out of bounds and saying like, hey, I'm going to do one commercial spot for 20 seconds and someone's going to pay me $2 million, that may make sense if you're Harrison Ford <laughs> and, and you've got, you know, 15 Academy Awards or something. But like, Or Jalen Hurts and you're a Heisman Trophy winner. 
Yeah. Like maybe uh, Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Yeah. I think you're seeing that now how this is shaken out, you know, Bryce Young in the middle of his college career now on Dr. Pepper commercials, right? Like, I mean, it's a pretty he's not bad. He's a pretty yeah. good actor, actually. And he's, he's, done, he's done really well. I'm, I'm, oh, he's I'm, good at it. I'm respecting his skills on the old Dr. Pepper. But, you know, I look back at a couple people in the modeling group from back on the Sports Illustrated days. And, man, I'm just drawing a blank on the young lady who was really a popular model, Sports Illustrated model. And she did the football movie where she was the kicker. Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland, who now has a billion-dollar industry that she owns. She started her LLC, by the way. And now her LLC is probably now a C Corp and worth a billion dollars. I mean, she is a very astute woman who figured out this and how to wrangle her name image likeness into a lot of different deals and create a lot of cool products that people really enjoyed that created win-win situations. Win for the customer that got great product at the right price. And she created it at a real value. And she leveraged that historical knowledge of her name and her image and has done just super. And I think there's so many people coming out of university that I would just say, as a business owner and a longtime entrepreneur, man, if I had these kids coming out that they're going to get this experience for three, four, five years, and then the know-how that they've got coming into the world of business is, I mean, this is probably three, four X fold of what I've seen kids coming out of university from an experience standpoint up to now. So I think there's a huge advantage to this for us in the marketplace for great talent. Yeah. I, I just think there's nothing, there's nothing like real world education, real world experience. And if you're doing NIL deals and you're setting up an LLC and you're doing it the right way, you're engaging in business and you're learning about taxes, you're learning about contracts, you're learning about managing your time, you're learning about developing and building a brand, you're learning about, is this really in line with what I want my message? Does this deal, maybe I'd pass on this deal. I mean, they're getting real world experience. I think we're all, they're going to be better off for it. I think we as a society are all going to be better off for it. And I think it is on balance, a really good thing. For the, all the reasons we outlined, on top of that, kids at small schools are getting opportunities. For sure. Female athletes are getting tremendous opportunities. Yeah. People are getting recognized for breaking barriers. I just think it's what it's not to like. Yeah. That's my question. Yeah. Well, and I think it also what's been probably, you know, one of those myths that has definitely been busted is the NIL is going to change college football. And no one's going to watch anymore if the kids start getting paid. And you know, the biggest probably disservice in some of these big sports. And listen, I was in the environment, right? In college sports and in pro sports is probably the largest incongruent factor was that coaches could go leave at any time. Like, you know, they got an offer and they were gone. And I mean, we saw it last year, in fact, with Brian Kelly, that was a pretty big shock to the Notre Dame faithful that he took another opportunity to go into the SEC and leave and, that was probably staggering to a lot of folks. But, you know, those players in the past could never leave. They could never take advantage of, of the free market and commerce and maybe what's best for them. So the transfer portal, that's changed some things, and it's definitely changed the dynamic of sport. But I don't necessarily think it's for bad. And and I don't think people are turning away from the college. And I think this four-team to 12-person team where it's headed, I think it's just going to make it more exciting. 
talking about the college football playoff expansion, I think yeah. you're 100% right. I think the you know the bowl games, as we know it, may be on their way out, but they'll probably still be bowl games, number one. Number two, college football is more popular than it's ever been, period. And the transfer portal, you know, I think there was some concerns for the first year or two that it was, you know, essentially free agency transferring. But now there are essentially two transfer portal windows a year with an additional portal add-on when there's a coaching change. I think that's fair. And I think it's going to normalize a little bit. But you're right. If the coach can leave for a better opportunity without any restrictions, essentially, shouldn't athletes be allowed at least some semblance of the same opportunity? Well, it's going to be very interesting, kind of coming back to Coach Prime. It's going to be very interesting about how he picks up because Colorado was one of those factored, right? Mel Tucker was a one-year coach who seems like a very good recruiter. And he had a great first year at Michigan State. Part of that due to the transfer portal. That, great second year. Oh yeah, a great second year. At Michigan first State. year was a first year was COVID year. Not so okay. good. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> second year, as he gets his feet wet and now he's getting entrenched into the deal. He's got kids that came over that he recruited from Colorado that wanted to play for him. And then and, and Listen, if I'm a parent of one of those children, I'm like, we got sold on Mel Tucker as being a leader and a person that would watch out after our kid. And not that we don't like the University of Colorado, but we were more sold on this individual. And so for the ability to stay with that individual suddenly becomes a comfort for a parent in that environment. And so there's that. And then obviously the Big Ten uh, opportunity and, and with two teams in the Final Four again this year, that's just... You know, it's becoming a very competitive environment out there and organizations have to think through how they're doing things. And so it's going to be very interesting to watch Coach Prime not only rebuild Colorado after this after this kind of issue and challenge, but benefit from the very system that may have decimated them. And then also take a conference to a level that may get notoriety from a team on a national scale because of what they're doing as a team and get them into some consideration. If I'm unaware, I don't know how many PAC team PAC 12 teams have ever been represented in the final four. Do you know that number? Well, I know this, the last PAC 12 team that did it was 2015 or 16 university of Washington. Okay. And they got blown out in a semifinal. I don't know. Oregon had a year. Oregon. Yeah. Actually they did go to the finals in year one. So We can think of two Pac-12 teams that have made it. And again, there hasn't been anybody in several years. And, you know, USC you know, almost made it. They, they were they right seem, there. Can't seem to beat Utah. But th- that's interesting. It's not only the Pac-12 is lagging behind. They're lagging behind on their media rights deal and their TV deal. They're lagging behind in the college football playoff. Everybody pinned their hopes on USC and Lincoln Riley, but they came up a little short. But hey, now Coach Prime is at Colorado, which is maybe a sleeping giant. They were a national powerhouse 25 years ago. It's a pretty cool place. It's a pretty cool coach. And I personally know of one MAC, Mid-American Conference level player here in our state who's had a coaching change and he's been offered by Coach Prime. He's also been offered, I think, by another Pac-12 school that's maybe in a, a even sunnier location, <laughs> you know, maybe in Southern California somewhere. And I'll be interested to see which one he chooses and his experiences. And, you know, Coach Prime coming to the Pac-12 can do nothing but be good for the Pac-12 because more people are going to pay attention to it and more kids are going to want to go there. Is USC and UCLA leaving for the Big Ten? 
Well, yeah, that's true. They, they are. And again, I forgot that. Thanks for reminding me. And that it takes place not next year, but I think 2024, maybe that, or 2026. That's the other thing. The Pac-12 is hurting. You know, what's it going to do when it's two major, two biggest brands leave? Well, it's biggest brand, USC. And then arguably the second biggest brand is our Oregon, but, but still. Uh, the largest uh, media market. On the West oh, in that conference, for sure. And the media and entertainment capital, one of the media and entertainment capitals of the world. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. The Pac-12 needs to do something. And Coach Prime's a good start. Good start. All right. For everybody out there, NIL education, look for aim4nil.com. Get started. If you are a high school athlete and you are headed in and you know that you're headed for university or your state already allows it, get on to and get your profile set up, athletic-influencer.com slash your name, where people can find out about you, find out about your statistics, find out about your background and, and your following and start building that up. And we're going to start educating on you on process of how to run your NIL business. And so we're happy to ed- educate you here over at AIM for NIL and AIM DIY. So for myself, Trent Clark, CEO of AIM and President David Gregory, Thank you for joining us today on another AIM for NIL. Thanks, Trent. Thank you, everybody. Rebellious Infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious Infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L-thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest? Or do you have inspiring stories to share? Or do you love to inspire, support, and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.